What's up, Internet, and welcome to Pitch for Pitch, the only podcast where two pitches enter and one pitch leaves. Each week, we compete to pitch your craziest pop culture story ideas and see who wins. With me, as always, is the one James Bond villain without a doctorate, Jonathan Oprah. Hello, hello. And I am your faithful host, started from the bottom, and I'm still here, Terry Smith. So yeah, this is our first inaugural podcast of Pitch for Pitch. So what we're going to do today is I took some crazy fan suggestions, and we're going to pitch them at you and see whose is better. First, we're going to come up with a couple of fun ones for you. What do we want to go with today? Let's see. All right, today's theme is high school mashups. First, we're going to start with a couple of fun short pitches. So the first one I have as a challenge is Buffy cross Can't Hardly Wait. What do you know about Buffy? I've seen the first four seasons of Buffy. Okay, I, I mean, think. that's a lot of Buffy. So, I know a significant amount of Buffy lore. <laughs> Not all of it. Mostly how it ends. But, <laughs> I want to know what kind of monster stopwatches Buffy. <laughs> stopwatches Buffy. Like, after four seasons? It was... When did I stop watching Buffy? After the fourth I, season. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I think I, I think I got too scared watching Hush and just stopped i mean that's a good episode and that is a legitimately <laughs> scary episode but who just like stops like, no, you know no, no, no 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 i'm done yeah. no no i stopped oh spoiler alert i guess for a show that's quite old um i stopped right after they body swapped buffy and eliza dushku like for the fourth time i think they've only done that once i think was it was only the one time? it felt like the fourth episode. time because you don't pay attention to any shows. Why Why do I have you on a pop culture podcast? I don't know. We've talked about this before. I think, honestly, we're going to do a recurring segment where it's just you and I just fill in, fill in the gaps. Yeah. You know? yeah just, this is what I know about something. <laughs> so so it's Buffy, Buffy Cross Can't Hardly Wait, which is a 90s party movie, which is the other aspect of the pitch, is make it a 90s party movie. And in Can't Hardly Wait, you have a character who wants to confess his love for the popular girl. And he goes to a party to finally do it on graduation night. This sounds like a creepy movie that only flew because it was in the 90s. Yes, that's <laughs> definitely part of it. And in the end, he gets the girl, too. Oh. Which is, yeah. Right before he has to go get a, an internship with Kurt Vonnegut, I think. It was very, it was like, whoa, man, he's doing well for himself already. <laughs> and he wasn't a very good writer. Like, if you listen to the letter, it's not good. Like, I like. I wouldn't have slept with him, but that's just me. Maybe I'm more picky. You have high standards. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. He was from Timeline, and the girl was Jennifer Love Hewitt. I do remember that. Okay. And But you had, like, you had a bunch of guest stars from the 90s, so, like, uh, oh, the chick from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows up. She's this crazy girl who wants everyone to sign her yearbook, even though she talked to, like, none of them throughout high school. Okay. Um, uh, Seth Green is this weird, like, sex-obsessed, um, wannabe gangster kid who right, wears... Now, what's his character? <laughs> <laughs> he wears pants, like, down to his ankles. And he's, That's he's usually where your pants go. You mean shorts down to his ankles? No, no, I mean, like, pa- like his <laughs> pants are, like, riding that low. and like Oh, that's where they like, start. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, and, I thought you were saying his pants just happened to go all the way to his ankles. No, and he's rocking, like, crazy Digimon goggles because <laughs> he thinks they look cool. It okay. was it was the most '90s like outfit I've ever seen. Anyways, that is can't hardly wait movie. Just to fill you in a little bit on the background, is that classic '90s party movie, end of the year, beginning of the summer, before we all leave and go off to college film. The real the real creepy '90s movie. Yeah, exactly. It. Right. Right. Um, you know what's funny is this exact idea was basically the idea for the original Buffy movie, which was 
kind of made into a very campy version of what Joss Whedon originally wanted, which was more like the series. But it ended up being just this crazy prom movie where there was vampires and Buffy. But it plays out very similarly. So... What, do, what would we do to pitch this? We'll do this one co-op before we get into the challenges of versus. How would you pitch this film? Uh, let's see. So, first of all, I don't think that the girl is Buffy. No? You, no. We, we, whoa. <laughs> what? No, because that happened in Buffy. It was okay. like half of every season was so- a new boyfriend. <laughs> So, so we take the one aspect of like the strong female character. No, 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 no. You have the Buffy character in the, the oh, movie. Oh, I see. So we still have a female girl, Slayer, yes, but it's not but Buffy. The girl. No, no, no. It can be Buffy's. It can be Melissa or not Melissa Joan Hart, who played Buffy. I don't remember. Actress who played Buffy. I apologize, <laughs> but it, it can be Buffy. But the the object, the idolized object, isn't Buffy. Right, okay, I see what you're saying. So so the girl that he wants to get with is not Buffy. Correct. Oh, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. At first I thought you were saying, like, take Buffy out of Buffy. And I was like, hold on, so then we're just doing, like, Dracula? <laughs> Who's our main character, then? Um, I think I think um, we do the cool 90s reboot thing where Buffy is there and she's the mentor. Mm-hmm. And she's trying, because Buffy was the cool slayer, like, she didn't follow all of the Watcher's rules, I think she has a disciple, her student, who is the new Slayer, who, like, isn't that. She's super studious. She wants to be exactly what the Watchers were. Like, she, like, just reads books and slays vampires. That's her whole thing. Okay. And Buffy makes her go to the graduation party. She's like, no, you need to go out and have fun tonight. So we have the parallel of Buffy going, shoot, there's actually a lot of vampire stuff going on tonight, and I have to remember how to do this. <laughs> maybe she lost her va- her Slayer powers. Okay. Or maybe she's just getting old. She still has the powers, but she's still kind of an older yeah. lady. So, like, 40s, 50s. Um, hunting down teenage vampires. Yeah, hunting down vampires because she wants <laughs> her slayer to have a good night right so she's out there fighting vampires going i just wanted to have one good time before this is her entire so, life so there's your b plot yeah is, i think that's the b plot it keeps Buffy coming back to her preventing this new character from being the slayer for one night right and by being the slayer, slayer. i think i think that's a good plot that's, yeah and i think that lets her bring you can bring in all the cameos of all of her old friends coming yep. in you know Maybe you have Seth Green's character who was the werewolf that yep, came later, I, and like his band is coming in to play yeah. at the prom or something. Yeah. Or what's the, is the end of the year? Prom's at the end of the year, right? Prom's at the end of the year. Yeah. So like we combine prom and graduation night, even though I don't think that happens at any school. I think my prom was like six weeks before I graduated. Yeah, but your school was like six people. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So maybe that's why <laughs> we couldn't put it all in one night. We had to spread it out because there was no events. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we do that. So. So you have that plot, you know, she's running into her old friends, maybe Giles is like 90 rolling around in a wheelchair going, no, you can't do a backflip there, or whatever Giles used to say. (laughs) I just remember him supposed to be like, very studious and like, follow the rules, but really he was the badass one. Yeah. And like, I think, like, you missed, I don't think you made it that far, eventually Giles just starts like, killing the bad guys off screen, where Buffy's like, no, we need to let him live and be like, the good guy. And then Giles is like, you're right. And when she walks away, he just like, stabs people. Yeah. You know, that, that sounds, that tracks with what I know. No, no, no. He, he broke bad. Yeah, exactly. But he was just like, no, 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 it's just much easier if we just st- like, yeah. kill this guy. Yeah. And like, sometimes there were humans Yeah, because he yeah. watched a bunch of villains come back. Yeah, and he was like, no, no, we're not messing around with that. So I think that's the B plot, is her doing that. And then the A plot is her slayer having fun and trying to turn off like her slayer senses 
And she keeps noticing things. She's like, no, he's probably not a vampire. I'm just being stupid. I need to listen to Buffy and just be... But really, the, the party has been infiltrated yeah. by vampires. Yeah, she's, she's very pointedly saying, no, no, no. I have to stop thinking that all of these people are vampires. <laughs> even though in this <laughs> one instance, <laughs> all of these people are vampires. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so it's just like her friends. She slowly builds her own Scooby squad throughout the night mm-hmm. of these people who she normally wouldn't hang out with. And those become her friends going into her series, yep. which starts off in college. Yeah. That's the spinoff from the film is now a new series that takes place in college. And you still have your cake and eat it too, where Buffy's still part of it. People aren't Max. It's not a reboot. I th- actually, I would watch this film. Like, this does <laughs> sound pretty good. See, I told you, you would want to listen to this podcast because we, we're good at this. We don't have the plot of Can't Hardly Wait in there at all. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, you're correct. So, the challenge aspect. So, it's the end of the year. She's going to prom. She's making friends, though. Right. Um... The boy that she's been after this entire time, uh, if it's just a vampire the whole time, that's just super cliche. So, Or, do we still have, have the boy be, be after her? Yes! Oh my goodness! Genius! It's just from her perspective. And she's not interested at all. So it's kind of right. Xander. Like, that's kind of how Xander yeah. was. So yeah, that's it's, like the it's Xander The first couple seasons of Xander where yeah. it's like, stop being creepy, dude. Right, right. <laughs> And I think, honestly, you make her almost an asexual character, which is like, she's not interested in anybody. She is just in this. She wants to have fun that night, but she's like, we don't we don't give away any sort of sexuality because that leaves it open for the series to do whatever they want with right. her. We give those writers yeah. the idea of like, no, nah, man, she can go after whoever she wants. And I like the idea of her being so obsessed with the Slayer that she's confused. Like, it's like, is she into Buffy? Like, no, because that's like her father figure. But is it, you know, like, they're like... Because the way they did it with Giles, like, there was definitely no romantic tension there. No. But he was the father figure because mm-hmm. her father was so absent in that. And we can pl- play around with that aspect of it. And I, I I like some stories where sometimes, like, the, why does the protagonist have to fall in love in every, everything, you know? Because like, that's the society that we live in. Exactly. Here. And I want her just to be able to be <laughs> badass while trying to break free. That's enough of a story. You don't also have to throw in a love story for her. But I love the idea of her being the object and then, like, being like, no, like. Why can't we just be friends? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the end of the year. You didn't even talk to me. Like, yeah. half her turned down the guy when he hands her yeah. the letter. Just like, yeah. no. Did you not notice there were vampires <laughs> here? Like, step one. You live in a vampire town and didn't realize there were vampires or anything <laughs> scary going on. <laughs> Two, you've literally never spoken to me ever. <laughs> Why don't we be friends? <laughs> yeah. Like, how will, how will we be friends? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Have him going after. So you still have that that a plot of he is trying to give the letter to this girl yes. and she's just trying to kill vampires. Yes. Well, she's trying to <laughs> not, not kill vampires. vampires. Right. Right. And I actually, I think it'd be funny if halfway through she notices there are a lot of vampires here. But they haven't started killing everybody yet. So it's like, let's just try to have fun. Let's just like, what if, what if the vampires didn't realize that Buffy was back in town, and now they see Buffy and they're like. Wait, 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 nope. Uh, uh, we're not doing anything here. <laughs> oh my goodness, here. <laughs> like a, an older vampire character that's some allusion to some character from the series, yeah. and he's trying to calm everyone up, like, okay, guys, maybe we don't do this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that maybe big plan? Any other, any, nope. About us trying to raise some demon vampire god? Let's not do that tonight. Let's do that next Thursday. You know what'll happen if we do that? He'll die. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he will he'll, be slain. He'll die? We'll die. <laughs> and it's almost him and Buffy teaming up. Like, you could do that because, like, I think in the comic books, her and Buffy, or her and Spike eventually split. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if he's now leading vampires and trying to make them not necessarily good. Like, he went back and he's kind of yeah. bad again, even yeah. though he has a soul. Yeah. He just, 
he's trying to find his place in the world, and it's him leading these young vampires, but they were trying to raise him. He's like, guys, maybe not tonight. Yeah. Like, he's not completely saying no. He's not yeah. saying yes, but he's like, oh, maybe it's not like, right now. Maybe this isn't the best time when there are two slayers <laughs> in the building. <laughs> I think that's really good. I think that's a really good way to go. And then you have that plot of her kind of studying up, going to graduation, the passing of the torch aspects. And then you toss in all those cameos, which is what a lot of Can't Hardly Wait is. Most of those 90s movies are just like, oh, man, who was famous last yeah. week? Let's throw them in <laughs> cameo, here Cameo, 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 cameo. Exactly, exactly. I think that works really well. And there's actually a whole uh, B-plot in Can't Hardly Wait about this one guy. He's like the jock. He's the really cool kid. And the girl who's the object of the guy's affect- affection was dating him. Mm-hmm. And she brings up with him and now he doesn't know what his identity is because all of his friends are going off to college he's not going to be the cool kid when he goes to college yeah and he idolized another cool kid who graduated a few years ago that guy shows up and he's like no my life sucks like it was all about like drinking and sleeping with his girls she broke up with me i haven't been late in like three years and like no one wants to date the weird guy who still (laughs) hangs around the high school like he's like don't be that guy so it's him kind of moving on too and you can easily do that with some of the other characters from the series bringing back some of those characters that maybe we haven't even seen since the early days because eventually buffy did come become kind of insular it was just the scooby gang there were there were 10 characters exactly whereas in originally there was a lot of really funny recurring high school kids that just popped up once in a while yeah so I actually, like, I, again, I would watch this film. It has a lot more of the Buffy movie than the series in it, but I like the Buffy movie. A lot of people don't because it's so it's so eclectic with what it's trying to happen. It's way, way more cheesy and campy mm-hmm. and then randomly super serious and dramatic. And it just didn't line up because there was a lot of meddling when Joss Whedon originally pitched it. That's why he eventually did the series. Yeah. Which is really cool because in the series the first episode she mentions the movie she's like yeah no my prom got got crashed by vampires so i never been to a really good dance and there's a whole thing about that and same reason why she originally goes out for the cheer squad and she's like no i was a cheerleader at my last school fuck this shit i'm out <laughs> so that's so you guys get an idea of how we actually do the pitches that's a co-op one let's do another co-op one before we jump into i have two so you can pick out of these two we have bring it on the comic book Okay. Or Napoleon Dynamite 2. Let's do Bring It On the Comic Book. Bring It On the Comic Book. I was hoping you would say this one because I would love this comic book. Have you seen Bring It On? Oh, yeah. I have seen Bring It On. I've seen Bring It On 2. Is there, there's a third Bring There's it on. like nine Bring It Ons. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? I've, I've seen at least the first three <laughs> all on ABC Family. Thank you, ABC Family. So my idea is we sort of retcon that world a little bit and have most of those take place at different schools. Okay. Or... Because they do bring in other schools in the aspect. Or you have, like, your ace cheer... Cause, because in that world, in that canon, like, cheerleading is bigger than every other sport yeah, at their school. Yeah. So what you do is you have the A cheer squad, the B cheer squad, you know, varsity, and then JV. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other schools. And you do some sort of tournament. So that allows you to do different storylines where sometimes it's the JV trying to take over the varsity, but they're learning lessons from the more honed-in skills mm-hmm. of Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushku. I don't remember mm-hmm. their characters' names. A lot of Dushku going on. She mm-hmm. was a big 90s star, you know? Uh, quick fun fact. In Spider-Man, uh, they thought about casting Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Dunn's character, Mary Jane, yeah. but with Elijah Dushku. So she was going to be Mary Jane. She was up there. She did a couple screen tests with Tommy McGuire. So, like, if you look back and see Tobey Maguire's, like, screen tests, it's, like, him and, and Eliza Dushku, which I don't think would work. I think Kirsten Dunst was just weird enough for Tobey Maguire to have some sort of on-screen, like, uh sexual tension type thing because he has no chemistry with 
anything but a block of wood. He's a weird dude. He will not be cast in any of these films today. <laughs> Hold on, I need to go rewrite some stuff. <laughs> so, what do you think of the idea where it's like some big, like, it essentially goes through the cheer tournament. So, just like how, like, you have your football season, you have the cheer season. Instead of it being one big tournament blowout at the end of the year, we go through a season where, like, they go to competitions throughout the No, yeah, I, I think that works. I think establishing our primary protagonist team Mm -hmm. and then the antagonist either the varsity or the jv team is the antagonist yeah i think we set up the first one to be just like the movie where it's that other school who actually is better and they are stealing their their moves that i think that's still a solid narrative that's why bringing on still holds up but people laugh when i talk about it i'm like that's a solid movie yeah like and i don't know I, i i don't know if it's just because it's about cheerleading people don't take it seriously or something similar to fired up also a very fun film. But Bring It On is a good film, not just a funny film. Yeah. It's a solid film. Yeah. So we we go along those lines where the first arc is them trying to steal it. And instead of having that school spy on them to like give them the drop, I think it's the JV. They rat them out because they want to take over for them. The JV team is trying to sabotage them so that they can show up and save the day. Exactly. Exactly. And that allows us to do some like glee level of introducing characters that switch between teams and jump mm-hmm. around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, after two or three arcs, we can build our Avengers of the Bring It On universe yep. and have the coolest dance team yep. who goes to... What was the in Glee? What was the whole thing they were trying to get to regionals? Yeah. So yeah. it's them like They're sectionals, up, sectionals, and then regionals, sectionals, and, and then regionals, worlds. Then I don't nationals. know. Nationals. And nationals. Okay. Only reason I go to worlds is there's a horse competition that a kid at my high school always went to. You know, he's talking about how he went to worlds. So, <laughs> which is like, is that higher than regionals? I too have traveled to worlds <laughs> in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> so it's all about them trying to get to regionals. Road to regionals is you know that's that's a that's a seminal storyline. So I think that's where we go and slowly build the teams from, like, the inner city school and the JVs from each mm-hmm. squad. And then eventually, you, it's like Mighty Ducks. Where yeah. Like, they slowly took people, and then eventually they all went to the Olympics. Yeah. Because <laughs> in that world, hockey is so huge that everybody plays it on the street. You don't see a single kid playing basketball, no. but there's four street hockey teams? Yeah. For in, them to in one, like... <laughs> Five square block right. area. <laughs> and in some way, like a guy who retires, he just drives around in a limo. Like the 90s was a special time. It was. <laughs> it's a great time. If you retire from hockey now, you're lucky if you can still pick up a car. Like they don't get paid nearly as much as like all these other athletes. I don't think he has enough money to have a personal driver in a limo every single day. Also, I believe he got into a car crash and had to do like community service in that movie because he was drunk driving. I think so. I Which think makes that... no sense if he's got a limo driver all the time. I think that was the initial plot. Okay. It's been a little while since I've seen Mighty Ducks, right? He, he, he uh, got injured by that Russian dude, and then <laughs> drunk drove and... By that Russian yeah. dude. You know, the one. The the guy who, in the Mighty Ducks 2, his rival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that really how the first one happened? I think so. I'm pretty... I think that's why he had to retire. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not why he personally went drunk no, driving. No, that's, that's and... not why he went drunk driving, but... Okay. He had to retire because he got injured, therefore... It was okay for him to drink and drive. I don't know. I, well, I guess but they never. I guess gonna, they never tried to justify it, so right, it wasn't like gonna, it's okay to do this. It's a you'll meet some scrappy teens <laughs> if you who will turn your life message, around. Yeah, if you pull any message from Mighty Ducks, it's that Emilio Estevez is allowed to drink and drive. Right? Like that's that's what I picked up from <laughs> from everything that you're saying. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll go with that. So then, what about like quick quick one line two line pitch for Napoleon Dynamite too? Pedro's son. Pedro's son. I like that. And the B plot is that 
um, Pedro is running for uh, city council. I like it. And he's just trying, it's like, he's still weird, he's still friends with Napoleon, but it's just them trying to, just like oh, how. Oh god, it's Pedro's son trying to get all of the teachers and the seniors to vote for Pedro. But, but like, not him, but <laughs> right, for his dad right, again. Right, <laughs> It's vote for my dad for city councilor, school board, or whatever. Whatever it is, exactly, whatever, like, weird, eclectic, um, alderman. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, do people actually go to their city elections for, like, <laughs> Because it's got to be like a special election for sure. Yeah, it can't. It's not. It's not a midterm. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's not like a. Oh, I'm also going to vote for this position because I'm voting today. Because I really want them to like make it seem like they're running for like governor or something, and then have them not know what an alderman does. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> and they're they're all hyped up that this is the next big thing, and it's just like the guy that everyone gets to complain at. <laughs> and you need just an excuse for for Napoleon to do his moon moon boots dance yep. again. Yep. Other than that, I think the plot tells itself. It's just Napoleon Dynamite 2. What is it? It's, it's Napoleon Dynamite 2. They do the Napoleon Dynamite thing again. And the, you definitely have a scene of Napoleon and Pedro going through like a bunch of old boxes and finding their vote for Pedro shirts. <laughs> That's their big idea. Yeah. Everyone will remember this. Yeah. Do they... Is their day job working on some sort of farm? So you, so you can do the Anchorman 2 where it's not that funny, but they just rehash all the same jokes. So you have, like, the the chickens have large talons, and you have llamas again, and Tina 2 yeah, at your dinner. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's like a, a llama farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they, do, they work on something, maybe yeah, own they, it or something. Yeah, and they yeah. sell wool. <laughs> and you just have excuses to do the same plot over yeah, again. Yeah, it's the same exact movie, <laughs> just, like, with a younger, different character going to school right i i mean i maintain and I've, i know i've talked to you about this before is that forrest gump 2 and napoleon dynamite 2 would be the two highest grossing movies of all time yeah everyone would go see it and nobody would like you no one, one would like either one exactly <laughs> no i'm not even accounting for inflation yeah no no no, <laughs> no, no it's just it would sell more tickets than any right. other movie yeah because everyone highest would be grossing, like so. yeah let's go see it oh man that was terrible you have to go see it <laughs> It's like, no, this sucks. But, you know, like, cultural touchstones. Yeah, we got it. Don't you remember Napoleon? Like, that's the thing that, like, I would take my kids to. Like, Dad, I don't want to watch Napoleon Dynamite. And I'm like, well, you have to. (laughs) Well, you sleep in my house. You follow my rules. (laughs) You know how many Nickelodeon cartoons I've made my daughter watch? She's like, she's not into it, but, like, you have to watch this. I do. (laughs) I think she is. She's in the two right now that I was really proud of her for. She likes Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls. And yesterday she discovered Tiny Toons. Yep. So she loves watching the bunnies, is what she yeah. calls it. So, you know, maybe she'll be into Napoleon Dynamite when the time comes around. Or maybe she'll hate me for making her watch, like, 34 seasons of Power Rangers. I don't know. Maybe she'll just hate you because I'm it's me. easy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so on to our challenge pitches. Now that we're going aggro at each other, I'm fine with talking shit. Making fun of me. So, how about you go first? Oh, you want me to go first, huh? So, we're going with the high school theme. We got an interesting challenge. We've both chosen to do the same pitch, but differently. And the pitch challenge was Mean Girls meets Captain America Civil War. So, I was initially told Mean Girls meets Civil War. Okay. (laughs) The Civil War. You just have Regina George, and she's like a turncoat. We're trying to make red work, okay? <laughs> on, or no, on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays we were red. <laughs> We're trying to make the revolution work, okay? So. I think I just mixed up the Civil War with the Revolutionary War. You I did. That. You did. I'm but... an adult with, with several degrees, and I just messed that up. So, yeah. that was sad. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, hey. We all have our moments. <laughs> Quit trying to make the South work again. There we go. <laughs> that's better. Oh, I think I've said that and to many people. That's also our relevant thing about today. <laughs> <laughs> so, step one. This is a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So kind of like, kind of like Captain America: Civil War, yes. where there's an entire like 20 minute chunk that's just Spider-Man. Are you talking about the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh man, Spider-Man is going to be in this that's movie." The thing is, like, if it was any other film, I'd be mad, or any other character, I'd be like, "This is way too long. This is way too weird of a break in a in a Captain America film." But I love Spider-Man, and that scene was amazing. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, I'm under ruse. Let's do this." <laughs> Oh, man. Marissa Tomei is in this? She's Aunt May? It makes no sense, but I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> so so here's my thinking. Captain America Civil War, or Civil War in mm-hmm. general, is a story about Tony Stark versus Steve Rogers. Right, right. You can't make either of those two your protagonist, then. Okay, so you're going to go... you have to have two sides. So you're going to go more like how they wanted to do Civil War originally. With like In the comic, it was like, no, Tony Stark was not a bad guy. And then they made him a bad guy. And then the movie, they tried to walk it back and make them both protagonists. Right. You're going to go the opposite and go, they're both antagonists almost? They're both They're both forces. Okay, okay. They're, they're neither positive nor negative. Kind of like how the world has started to perceive Civil War, in my opinion. Is, okay. No, no, no. They both had their points. Right, right. Some people agree with one. Some people agree with the other. It's usually, who do you like more? Right. So you're just ditching them as POV characters, really. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're, they're protagonists, antagonists. doesn't matter. They're the backdrop. The, yes. The story is still about their fight through the lens of how do you get to a character that can jump between the two. Okay. Oh, okay. We're in a high school. Why not make it a Spider-Man movie? <laughs> right, right. Are you doing this as a film? Yes. Okay. This is okay. a film. Okay. This is a probably like not blockbuster <laughs> film. This is this is a put out mid like fall <laughs> when it's like no no, no. that sounds that sounds like it'll be a fun movie and it's about high school and it's comedy so let's go see that. So like leaning into more like what they did with Ant Man and the Wasp, which are like after Infinity War. I guess we got another one. Like we can <laughs> no, put out another no, one. No, exactly. <laughs> and and the thing is because this is another Civil War movie, it can't even be in the same universe. Right, yeah. This, so, is, this is once Marvel does 45 more films, they're like, let's start doing what-ifs. So what I was thinking was you take it, and instead of being live action, mm-hmm. you do it animated. Oh, so like Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Who yeah. do you cast as Spider-Man? Who do I cast as Spider-Man? Here's where it gets a little wonky. I think you keep Tom Holland. Oh, okay. Okay, because think, of the voice? Like, I think it just you nails keep it? the voice. Especially because they're investing so heavily in him being Spider-Man. Right, right. That you try and drill down that Peter Parker. And that allows you to not have Tony Stark or Steve Rogers as their, uh, their uh, big name brand. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. and uh, Chris... Uh, I almost said Chris Pine. Chris. Big Chris. Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Yeah. Yes, Chris Evans. But There's too many Marvel Chrises. I'm calling fallacy, though. Wouldn't that be, like, a little bit more confusing? So you have the real Spider-Man, but not the real Tony Stark and real Steve Rogers? But I think if you have the, the real Steve Rogers and the real Tony Stark, then that you get... That pulls too much from... You, you, you don't pull too much, but you get into the whole, all right... The canon is now confusing to people who don't understand that. Sometimes comics are just not canon. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have the real Spider-Man, doesn't that cause that same confusion? If it's that's him true. and not them? 
who who do you think who do you think should be Spider-Man then? Not to help your pitch or anything like that, but um, what about the star of Kingsman? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, that that's not too bad. Or you get an unknown, kind of yeah. like you did with Tom Holland. Yeah. Because you don't need you don't need you know a big name. Yeah, you just need the voice. Yeah. You need somebody who can do the job. Right. Well. I can I can see that working. Okay. Uh, I will concede that point. <laughs> so so what happens? You have you open on uh, very much like the the third generation Pokemon games. I think you're you, you have you have Peter Parker helping his aunt move the last of their stuff oh, into their house. Yeah, that is like the third one where they they're moving to town. You're in the back of the car, and he's moving to a different borough. Okay. So he's moving from Queens? Yeah, from Queens to somewhere else. Okay, yeah. New York's some, a place. Some other borough. Well, Hell's Kitchen, according to Netflix, makes up most of the, most of the of island. New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Manhattan, most of that's Hell's Kitchen. A yeah. um, little bit of Queens. <laughs> all of Long Island, also Hell's Kitchen. There's, there's one strip of street. A little bit of New Jersey, too, actually. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. getting on the turn, like, that's also Hell's it's Kitchen. It's mostly a very large town. <laughs> um... So no wonder they need so many Netflix characters to help save <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> it's it's so a very big, big place. <laughs> it's not like what is, what is it actual it's like twenty square blocks. Not even. Not even. Not even. No, that's that's more like Harlem. Harlem. Like Harlem's 20, a bigger place. Like Hell's Kitchen blocks total. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you you open on them finishing packing and Peter being late for school. Right. So he hops on a skateboard and of skates to school. Okay, really, this, we're getting cool. We're getting cool, Peter Parker. We are. We're getting. We're getting kind of cool. More Peter outsider Parker. Peter Parker. Yes. 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 Like I like that about Andrew Garfield. Is yeah, like we're, no, he's more weird. We're, than... we're very much getting the Andrew Garfield like vibe for this Peter Parker. At least at the beginning, he can do a kickflip. Yes. He, okay. He can try to do a kickflip, and because he has spider powers, he can he can do the kickflip. Right. Okay. Um, we're not seeing the. This is how I became Spider-Man. Everyone knows how Spider-Man became. So Spider-Man. you do similar like how they did in in this universe. You now just Homecoming. jump right into yeah. it. Yeah. Uncle Ben's been dead for a long time, or for a little while. For several years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. He was shot. We get it. Move on. Yeah. Okay. So we now see him walking into school. There's a big assembly. At this assembly, he's the new kid. He just gets sat behind whoever. Ends up getting sat behind none other than Tony Stark. Okay. Okay. This is the intro to Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his hair's so big because it's full of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have this beginning of year um, assembly. Okay. At which the Superhero Registrations Act is announced. Okay. And. Rather than a "we're going to monitor you" style, it it is just no, no, no. You're all young people. If you start to show superpowers or have superpowers, you need to sign up so that you can be on this other list. Okay. So not quite sky high, but not like... quite sky high, but a very, a very no, no. We want to put you on this government list so that we can keep an eye on you and right. keep you safe. Right. Right. And mostly because then we know when a supervillain attacks, which student to blame for it. <laughs> so, you go through probably the first week of classes. Everyone's feeling it out. Tony Stark 
remember seeing this kid who came in late, and they they hit it off. Okay. Yeah, you have your two people who understand technology pretty well. Okay. And okay, so you set up so both you, of them as pretty intelligent. Yeah, okay. you, you set them both up as pretty intelligent. I think you have to have Steve and Tony as seniors. Okay, you're right, right, and of course. Peter's, in, in, like I a think freshman? Peter's a sophomore. Oh, okay. I don't think he's a freshman. I think he already did his freshman year. He knows how to be a high schooler, but he's not... He's not an upperclassman yet. I gotcha. I gotcha. And he's not a known entity at the okay. school. So then the rift starts to happen where you see Steve saying, no, no, no. Superheroes need to be able to form form their own destiny. Right. You need to be able to do what you need to do. Right. And Tony is very much in the same, all right, we're going we're gonna to record this and we're going to let this oversight happen. Very much like how I anything I know of Civil War. Right, right. Where he's like, no, listen, we do cause a lot of damage. Let's yeah. let's keep our cool Yeah, let's let's give this a shot. Let's meet him halfway. I made I made Ultron. I'm gonna feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> so because Peter is an unknown entity, uh, and Tony and him are both science people, at some point him being Spider Man comes out. Okay. But because these two factions are already forming, you take Tony and you recruit Peter as a double agent. Okay. Okay. To to join the dark side. And <laughs> so you take uh, Peter and he basically becomes a double agent for, for Tony. Okay. And so he then goes and introduces himself to Steve and starts gathering information for them. Okay. And now... As the year passes, you do you do a kind of montage very akin to what Mean Girls did, where you start to develop the characters slowly and establish. All right, this is this is how these relationships are building. You then have Peter starting to sympathize with the there. There's no need to have us on a list, right? There, there's why if if you trust us, you don't need us on a list. So it kind of goes a little bit like uh, Point Break or. Uh, Fast and Furious, where he starts to sympathize with the side that he was originally supposed to just infiltrate. Yeah. And... Where, where in Mean Girls, it's you know she's Katie starts to become the plastics. The, mean, the yeah. plastics. Yeah. In this, he starts to sympathize with the the other side. Okay. And because of that, he starts to want to be the head of the faction. Right. He starts undermining those relationships that Captain America has, that Steve Rogers has in school, while burning both bridges simultaneously but he's still behaving like he is going to just drop tony's side and be on that on captain america's side i gotcha so moving from there steve's pissed because he doesn't trust peter anymore Mm -hmm. why would he he's trying to undermine everything that he's ever stood for right so steve does some some sleuthing and outs Peter as having already been registered and working with Tony. Right. So now he is burned on both sides. Okay. Thing is, that data leak mm-hmm. is then able to be traced to his computer where so he, he has framed a... him for it. No, no, no. Uh. That the leak comes from Steve's computer. Okay. And that provides uh somebody on Tony's side access to Steve's OneNote or his his hard drive, where, whatever, where he's whatever, Batmaned it, and where he's Batmaned all... it, and or where he's Tony Starked it and recorded all of the information about everyone who's on his side. Right. So you have the identity of everyone who wasn't registered. 
from there, all of a sudden, Peter burned his identity and burned both bridges. Okay. You now have a resolution because everyone got registered whether they liked it or not. Right. <laughs> Is that really a resolution? So government wins? Yeah. Okay. So 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 this, this entity wins. Okay. And you take that forward to, all right, if it happened, we're going to have to cope with it. Right. It's not, it's not a happy resolution, but we lost. Okay. Peter gets put on after, or not, or uh, at home suspension. Okay. Or like an academic some, probation. Academic probation. Something that prevents him from being involved, basically. Okay. Uh, this is, this is the Clint Barton is on house arrest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you then have uh, a secret meeting between Tony and Steve at of Peter's house. Of course. Where the actual truce is formed. Right. And they all they start to work together like, we're already all screwed. Let's protect all of us now. Right. Okay. Do you have Tony and Stark kind of being repentant about like, maybe this wasn't the best idea? You have Tony Stark not repentant that it wasn't the best idea, but at least in the mindset of this isn't how it should have happened. Okay. I wanted everyone to be willing to come in, not have everyone's information. Mm-hmm. And end scene is Steve Rogers getting hit by a bus. <laughs> but <laughs> post credit, a la Marvel, is him just standing back up and dusting because he's Captain America. Because he's Captain America. <laughs> yeah, I like that. The one, the only thing I would change that I think that would like make it just a little bit closer to Mean Girls and also tie it together as like a better film is to force that team up to take down Peter. Is that Peter frames Captain America for the leak? Okay. So, so no one blames Peter for it, but now Captain America knows he's a double agent, knows that he took over, and he tells Tony that he w- he plans on switching sides anyways. So then Tony and Steve team up to take Spider-Man Okay, down. so instead of the the leader of the faction that was overthrown yeah. tries to burn the other person, yeah. a la releasing the burn book. Yeah, exactly. They, they team up. He to tried to it. release all of the information, yeah. and... That was a step too far. Well, he basically, he tried to have his cake and eat it too, where he takes over Captain America's organization and frames him as being the mole. And so Tony and Steve team up to get their respective factions back. Yeah. And in the end, meet some sort of resolution with the government where some are registered and some aren't. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I think mine's way better, of course. <laughs> yeah, you think a lot of your stuff is better. but Well, I mean, that's just how the world works. <laughs> but it is good. I didn't. I didn't catch too many. Where I'm like, oh god, no, I wouldn't do that. That was like the one change I would make. Yeah, I think to bring it over. I've seen Mean Girls once, and I know practically nothing about Marvel movies. <laughs> no, exactly. That's not bad. I like the Clint Barton reference. That was interesting. I don't think you would know who that is. <laughs> I know Deadshot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you couldn't even keep it in the same universe. So mine is similar. So it's a high school. We open up on Shield. Hi. Okay. So it's it's kind of sky highest where like it's a helicarrier. It's kind of ultimate universe where they're all going to high school or whatever. Do you have a superhero bus driver? Hmm, no. I think you have to use your powers to get up to the helicarrier. You're losing me. <laughs> or you have Maria Hill and she she drives the bus just like Sky High. Either way, so you have the helicarrier. This is Shield High. Essentially, it's like a superhero program you can get in. You know, some weird contrivance to make it a high school. Just like like uh, have you seen Ultimate Spider-Man the cartoon? No. It ages down everybody and they go to school together. It makes yeah. no sense, but that's what I would do. So that's yeah. where we start out. And. You see Tony and Hawkeye after school. They're chilling. They're like the cool kids. And then they're like rival 
Bucky, who wasn't really a superhero, so he's kind of an outsider, but he, like, lost his arm and got enhancements, and Tony helped build the arm, him and his dad did it, so, like, they're kind of friends, but not really, and he's, like, the rival, and they are hanging outside outside near a school that's not Shield High, it's, like, the normal inner city PS 118 or whatever, yeah. and they see, like, the nerdy kids, you see this tiny kid hanging out with a guy with a big head, and, like, he's in a, he's in a chair, and they're, like, what if we, my fair lady, she's all that, that kid. Like, could you do it? And Tony's like, man, I can make anybody cool. And they're like, could you get him into Shield High? He's like, oh, I could get him into Shield High. So Bucky's like, do that kid. And you see little Steve Rogers sitting there getting beat up by other kids. And oh, no. So, and so Tony Stark walks over and he's like, he helps him up. And after he's all beaten up, he's like, listen, kid, like, I'm going to help you out. He takes him to his Stark mansion and he, and he does the super soldier serum. Out comes sexy Steve Rogers. He's got super strength, so he's accepted to Shield High. His head is now a normal size. <laughs> it's, it, it matches the scene. No, the, the bit, he had a big head but the big head kid was a different kid in a wheelchair he was in like a yellow wheelchair it's a whole thing it's a whole other big kid thing don't worry it all comes back okay so he uses his tech makes him captain america they start going there but like tony's introducing him to his friends it's going too well steve rogers starts to become like not just like the cool kid but the coolest kid so No more Hawkeye. The alpha cool. Exactly. And then he starts kind of hanging out with Bucky more. And they're like, what the heck is this? We made you cool. Listen, we can take you down. And and But everyone likes him. So it's like, ah, maybe it was a good idea. But then he turns the entire student body on Tony and was like, listen, like, he's not really your friend. Like, these are all the bets he's made with Hawkeye. And he shows, like, the list of bets that's just, like, messing with people and all the people's lives they've ruined by, like, he created Ultron and ruined Hank Pym's life and all of this other stuff. All this weird backstory that we didn't get into yet. So, now Tony's not popular anymore and Steve's taking over the school. Well, turns out we flash back and Tony used to go to high school with Steve. And when they started Shield High... Originally, it was just all like a grant program to get poor kids who had superpowers or could be enhanced to go to the school. But Tony Stark, who was homeschooled, was like, no, nah, I want to go to high school. And he took the last spot that was supposed to go to, to Steve's school. So him and his friends concocted this plan to get Steve in and take over. They decided to call themselves Hydra. And they were like, we're going to take over the school. Also, you see in the corner... Bucky was his best friend since childhood. Right. He was the first infiltrator. That's why he picked it. He was the instigator of all of this. But now that Steve's taken over the school, gotten his friends in, you see the big-headed kid. Now he's got a floating chair. He's MODOK. He's the, you know, made only for killing that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, all of the Hydra, you know, the weird kid who was always creating computers, that's Zola. You know, the other, like, the Nazi scientist guy. So it's the Hydra, Captain America. And they take over to school. And this girl who Tony used to be friends with, who ignored that whole subplot, is there. That's Black Widow. And she was like, listen, I'm going to team up with you. We're going to take Hydra down. So it's all about them teaming up to take down Steve Rogers, whose head has gotten too big, but not as big as Modox. <laughs> so it's about them trying to save the school. And in the end, they go to prom. It's a whole showdown. They fight. And he takes them down. But they agree, you know, I went too far. Maybe with my new superpowers, I can become maybe not the coolest kid or whatever. Maybe we can work together and make the school a better place where kids from the inner school who are part of Hydra and Nazis can also go to the school. <laughs> maybe we leave out the Nazi part. But, like, so they work together and it becomes the utopia at the end of most, like, prom schools where, like, the nerdy kids are hanging out with the jocks. And that is my Mean Girls pitch. <laughs> 
can you just go over where Mean Girls was in your Mean Girls pitch? Well, because Steve, like, you it's, know. It's in a high school, but that's my fair lady in a high school. Yes, she's all that. <laughs> but it's, like, along the lines of Mean Girls, like, where he had his nerdy friends, and you think he ditches them to become the cool kid. We have a couple of scenes like that. Where okay, I, you, you know, so you, like, you have to then establish that Steve abandons his friends. Yeah, he abandons his friends, which partly he does because, like, they're like, you're just gonna go to the school with the cool kids, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think he no. does, and that that's that's where you can really establish it as you during that. Oh yeah, I can I can get you into the school, right? Well, that's no problem. I I'm Tony Stark. I can literally just buy another. But you gotta one. stop talking to those nerds, right? Right, right. And you have the whole oh we're now in a fight. We're angry at each other, and I can't believe you would ever abandon us like this. Whereas and they're Wink. secretly doing Hydra stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> preparing to take over a shield. And I think there's probably some subplot in there about them trying to take over the Hellcarrier to crash into something, some weird terrorist act because they're mad at the cool kids. Where it's like, take this, and they're mad at Shield too for not Stark letting them Tower? in. Yes, I think they would hit Stark Tower <laughs> or Avengers Tower yeah. as it is, you yeah. know, exactly. And I think in the end, that's the after credits is them teaming up and they're like, we're gonna be the Avengers, and then they're like, but who's that new kid? And it's Spider Man. He's like, he's the new, he's the new, uh, you know, I, no, he's a freshman. He's the new kid, and they're like, what about that kid? And he's, you know, he's like pretending to web in and stuff. You know? <laughs> And that's the after credit scene is the next Avengers movie. Or maybe they're called the Young Avengers, which makes no sense in that world because there's no there's old no Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> but there's still the Young Avengers because we're, we're they're doing young. it. Because that's the flavor of the week. So we'll pose it to you, audience. You can vote at the end of the month. Who's you like better? We'll put that out later. Who do you think, John? Who do you think the audience can't see that I'm pointing at me had the better pitch? I think... Your movie was better? Okay. I think my movie was the actual pitch. I I think mine is. I think you're reading a little too far into it. It's Mean Girls, but it meets Civil War. You gotta have the, you know, bold aspect into it. Ew, ew. And also another Captain America comic where he's secretly part of Hydra the whole time. <laughs> it's a whole other comic. It was my fair captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she's all that. Or you can't buy me love. Or, you know... All of the other movies really... Ten Things I Hate About You. All of these other things really just do that thing. <laughs> so, again, you guys will decide. We'll put out the, the details for that. So, what we want to do month to month is we want to do one giant vote. And you decide whose pitches were better. And we vote on each one. Whoever has the most points at the end of the month gets the Burger King hat. And in our Patreon-exclusive episodes, that's where you'll get that. Also, quick aside, quick pitch for our Patreon is you get every episode of all of our podcasts right now it's pitch for pitch we plan on some stretch goals there but you get pitch for pitch a week early as well as some other goodies you get exclusive podcasts a bonus one every single month some live chats all sorts of stuff lifted on our patreon the link in that is in the description below so with that being said let's move on to our next section which again i agree maybe yours was a little bit more mean girls maybe mine was amazingly awesome and yours was not. Um, Maybe. But we'll go back to the collaborative side. You know, I'll extend the Olive Branch or the Sokovia Accords or whatever the <laughs> hell they do in that movie. I think they signed with Abraham Lincoln's pen. I wasn't paying attention a lot. Um, <laughs> What's this white powder? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone dropped any anthrax in the middle of Civil War. but That you know of. That I, I know of, exactly. Would have been a great time, great time to drop anthrax. <laughs> oh, all the superheroes are fighting each other. 
Anthrax. <laughs> Anthrax. The, the real Hydra shows up. <laughs> Red Skull also wanted to go to that school, but even Steve didn't hang out with him. No, no, no. He was busy. Did you not see the other movies? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was busy doing other stuff. Infinity War. He was on some other planet. So let's go to the rapid fire pitches. So this is the high school rapid fire random mashups ideas. I just pulled a bunch of suggestions from other fans and put together 10 to 15 rapid fire ideas. We'll go like a minute or two on each just to keep it rolling. So the first one up is high school musical, the gritty reboot. Oh, so I think we have two options here. We go the really bad gritty reboot where it's like Robocop where the original movie was gritty, but campy and just take out the camp, which makes it awesome and just make it super serious. Yeah. Or we make it more like the Dark Knight-ish, where like you lose a lot of the luster of the original idea, but it's a good film. Which one do you do there? I think you have to keep it a musical. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I think we get rid of the musical aspect. I don't know if that's important to this. So what's, what's high school musical without the musical? High school. There's no plot. <laughs> it's glee <laughs> with better singing. <laughs> I think you go more of a Glee route where it's a series, maybe. Yeah, it, it, this is definitely a TV show. But you add in more Degrassi, which is like instead of like the funny storylines, it's just serious storylines. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like it's serious, and then they do songs. Yeah. <laughs> Are they only ballads then? Because it's serious. I don't. know. I think. What if this follows instead of like, the 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 musical or the play? What if this is just like a theater class? Yeah. And like. You have people who are only taking it because they have to get this credit. So, so more like that pop star show where it was literally like all the performances were performances for the class. Yes. Rather than like we're having a musical moment. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And they're like, they're all in theater class. Lots of different reasons. Yeah. Just like in the movie, you know. That allows you to not have it be like, and now we're singing. How do we do the best song in that entire film, which is when they're playing basketball and... Get your head in the game. Get your head that, in the game? Yeah, get your get your get your head in the game. How do they do that? If we're if we're just doing it in class, you you don't. But you gotta. No. That's the only song I know. No, no, no. <laughs> you do bet on it, which is the best song from the whole series. Okay, is that basketball theme? No, it's 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 on a golf course. What? What? How is that the best one? You need to series? watch High School Musical too. I it's really an, don't. It's an excellent song. I really don't need to see High School Musical two, or one, or ever see high school musical i'm gonna watch our gritty reboot and that's it if we get what this is this is our inaugural episode 10 five star reviews yeah we sit down and watch at least the first two. Oh, we do high a commentary mu- we high do a commentary for high school musical no not we even just sit down and talk i just it? i just get to make you watch high school musical <laughs> okay if we get two five star reviews that mention high two school five star reviews? just two okay just two just two but they have to mention they have to say this gritty- is so terry yes exactly they yeah. have to, they have to mention something in there about the high school musical reboot so if we get two five-star reviews on itunes i will sit down and watch that and we will talk about it on the next podcast okay that is available after those reviews yeah. hit and this is forever so if even just down the line someone <laughs> does it, i will sit down and watch high school musical 30 years from now <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is like, what oh no pitch we, we got oh no oh no we got a second review <laughs> You're underground. I'm I'm underneath Mount Yucca. No, I haven't talked to anyone in 30 years. Okay, so we'll do that. So the next one up is Princess Diaries 10 years later. I guess that kind of counts as a high school musical, even though the second one, I believe she was in college. Probably. I, I don't remember the second one. So how does that monarchy fall apart? 
Isn't it an economy based on pears? Don't they, don't they have like no exports? I haven't seen I haven't seen that in a long time. The only thing I've seen from that country is some several farmers in like a scene where they address the new queen and then just rich people. Here's the thing. Pears are actually used in a lot of like juices as filler. Okay. So, so they might actually have so, a solid economy. So a pear a pear based economy, not gonna be like particularly vibrant. But if that is but, a viable export, it's not terrible. Right. Oh. It's it's Look you're, at that. you're still you're still only in one sector. Anti fallacies. <laughs> so maybe maybe you should look into expanding, but pears could possibly be a relatively versatile hmm, food. Okay, maybe this monarchy doesn't fall apart as fast as I thought it would. Okay. So but, so because you have you have one of two things you have we need to fix everything right or everything's going great but what's this a contender to the throne right which is kind of what they did I think in that second movie was there a second princess no it was like there's another guy like her like heartthrob like interest was like also like a contender to the throne was uh, it Chris Pine I don't know I remember Chris Pine he probably was not in Princess <laughs> Diaries too but I'm for for the sake of this is Chris Pine okay and his whole thing is his uncle who is Gimli okay what's the name of that yeah. actor Gimli yeah <laughs> <laughs> why do you ask me I thought maybe names you know. of people are yeah exactly but it was Gimli from Lord of the Rings that was his uncle and they were both contenders for like the throne and they they were conspiring against her I but remember the, that but in the end like she marries him for love and they actually get together and it works out fine so. Like what if like he has a secret little brother or something and they try to take over? <laughs> so like you make it's more like like White House Down or like <laughs> they do Die Hard but in <laughs> so it's Die Hard inside. Uh, I wanted to say Sokovia. Sokovia. It's Sokovia, right? <laughs> what was the name of the I don't country? Know. <laughs> it's Sokovia, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's Seminole Sokovia where yeah. they kind of have a Russian German Romanian accent for some reason. Yeah, and they only have one city. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. The city nation. The city nation. <laughs> it's, of in, it's a nation state. <laughs> Even though in that movie, again, I don't remember seeing anything but like long, long, long Irish hills and then a a palace of some sort. That's just all of that country. Yep. It's just all pear orchards. I think. Yeah, but that's, it. that's the whole country is just like. Do pears grow in that climate? <laughs> is that? I feel <laughs> like the answer to that question is probably no. <laughs> but you so, never know. Maybe so they're magical pears. So it's all about he like he introduces some sort of pear famine and but he has the cure too yeah. he's actually also a scientific so, genius so it's a it's a genetic disease that exactly. kills pears but but in the end he comes around realizes his brother is a good king and maybe they can be friends and he becomes a scientific advisor maybe to he the becomes throne. the advisor to the throne exactly exactly and he fixes the pears and enhances them because okay. he had the, he was that was his plan because sure. he's gonna take over and make the pears even better to sell for filler or whatever you do with pears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have PC American Pie. It just doesn't happen. No, like, you don't make that movie. You don't make that movie happens. because we should treat people with respect and that movie is the exact opposite of Correct. that. Correct. So <laughs> then we have Final Destination, the party game. How do you kill your friends at night? VR. <laughs> so it's like until dawn, but we are the characters. Yeah. I like that actually. That's a better idea. Mine was just going to be a joke, but I would play that game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's VR mafia or werewolf or whatever, but instead of just and you like, have one like GM who gets to kill everybody. Yeah, I like that, and you can take turns and like and try to figure out who it is. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it's like one night werewolf, except you actually have the deaths. So like yeah. you're having heart attacks and shit. Don't play this game if you have seizures yeah. or heart conditions. Yeah, and. Obviously, you can't actually give someone. Well, you probably could. Give I think you. Have you ever VR. been in VR? 
So no, I haven't. Not only does VR make me barf, it also makes me jump. <laughs> like any all of the scary games. Oh, I threw up in a Best Buy when I was testing VR. <laughs> And then, because I've only done it a few times, so I threw up in a Best Buy testing VR, but also when I played the scary stuff, I was like, oh shit. So, like, the werewolf actually morphs out, like, yeah. in that version yeah. of the game. The werewolf morphs out, or you, like, see yourself being strangled. Exactly. And the exactly, sides start yeah. to go black, and yeah. the headset vibrates. Yeah, that would make me jump, because when I played One Night Werewolf, like, I legitimately got scared. And it wasn't even that, it wasn't that high definition. It just scared me. My brain is so dumb that it was easy to trick me that I am in VR. Like, if I was to do the VR roller coaster, I probably would throw up again. Here's the other thing. Much harder to cheat when you have something actually covering your eyes, eyes and exactly. making an artificial reality. Right. Which is why, like, One Night Werewolf would have been a much better game in that, except for it goes way too fast. Yeah. Like, you play five rounds in ten minutes. Yeah. So, like, and also kind of expensive to play. you can play werewolf with a deck of cards where <laughs> you don't need to buy vr yeah, so, or 10 vr headsets oh exactly so next up we have crossroads the seminal britney spears film about her and her friends taking a road trip except for this time we have it star taylor swift that's it that's the whole film how different is that movie it's not maybe better acting <laughs> i've seen taylor swift act she actually can't act britney spears could not so you're just saying let's remake this movie with taylor swift in it i just think we just still call i think we call it crossroads with taylor swift yeah. that's exactly what i'm hearing it's just like i want to see this movie again but like better exactly it was shot for shot remake but with taylor swift <laughs> um next up is batman and robin but it's freaky friday okay and they just switch and so batman has to learn to respect robin the way that he expects robin to respect him and robin learns to respect batman for all of the amazing things he has to do like know how to kill all of his friends but robin doesn't care about batman exactly fuck batman oh god i'm not excited for titans at all Uh, i want to be i want to be like the the costumes look cool but other than that no uh juno if it was in the 80s juno if it was in the 80s isn't that just like a it's a remake of juno but like Everyone is marginalized more. I think they're marginalized more. They except do, except for uh, they do name? keep, uh, except for Michael Sarah. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Well, except for Michael Sarah and uh, the guy. The, oh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, and Jason Bateman. Oh, and the dad. Yeah, he's just like he's way more of a creep, but we like him more because so, it was the eighties. Yeah. So any white men in the movie are just like generally liked more. <laughs> oh, geez. Unless it was like he becomes more of, like, and his dad, like her dad, is definitely more like the principal from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Like he's trying to actively stop them from getting it on the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. And also, they'd probably keep the kid at the end. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there'd be some funny yeah. montage of them trying to raise the kid and still go to class. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it ends that way. Yeah. And you just get rid of the the mid, like the middle or upper middle class wife to Jason Bateman. Like, you just get rid of her character. Like then, why, then why do we hate Jason Bateman? Exactly. It's every 80s movie. There's no reason. So he's you, just so, hitting on a so, high school kid. So he's just just creepy yes exactly so he's not a creepy cheater he's just creepy he's just creepy <laughs> i can't tell if that's better or worse it's 100 percent worse juno is a good film the way it was <laughs> that's true because he is villainized for it that's fair he is that yeah. i really like because like they don't try to make it okay yeah. he's confused about it she's confused about it and then his wife leaves him yeah. which is like good good <laughs> <laughs> that is what that is what should happen in that situation although i do kind of side not at all with him but the idea because like he told her that he didn't want to have kids when they got together yeah 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 and like it's like me and my wife have two kids we agreed we wanted to have kids when we like when yeah. we were getting married it was like yeah. hey when you got into the whole thing let's make sure this aligns yeah. my band is never going to take off <laughs> it didn't <laughs> uh then we have 10 things i hate about you but a sequel do we just do another shakespearean play <laughs> So instead of the Taming of the Shrew, it's like 
Um, which one? What's the one with the witches? And everyone, everyone dies at the end of that one. Oh, uh, I know this. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I know it. I can't think of it. Or we do it as Hamlet this time around, yeah. and only some people die. <laughs> and there's more poison. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Easy A, but instead of it being kind of based around the Scarlet Letter, we base it around the Great Gatsby, and there's just way more monologues and overdubs <laughs> of everybody. <laughs> And maybe some like fight club stuff are. going I on. I liked Easy A. I really liked Great Gatsby. <laughs> I also really like Easy A. I don't like the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> no, it's a very bad book. <laughs> no, I really like Scarlet. Uh, I don't really like Scarlet Letter. I really like Easy A. That's one of my favorite films. That's why I put it on this list. But I think it'd be funny because like that movie is just the Scarlet Letter, but like updated, where it's like, no, it's okay to be a little promiscuous. Why does it have to be an issue? Yeah, you know, it doesn't mean you get to like marginalize me or take advantage of me. Yeah. It was like where the Scarlet Letter was just like, let's just burn her. Let's, yeah, like, let's just kill her. She maybe slept with them? Yeah, I guess we kill her, right? That's what we do. Yeah. She's probably a witch yeah. too. Yeah. She's probably a witch. Yeah. I think I think I've seen her do witchy stuff. Even even if she's not a witch, she's a woman who has her own ideas. We can't, yeah, we can't, we can't have, have that. that. We can't have That's that. That's not all. okay. <laughs> so whereas we have the great Gatsby, and it's more about like her she like moves on, goes to college, and we have another kid who's like wants to like be like her but can't ever pull it off and turns out that's a whole fake facade which we've established she's good at doing in easy A. Yeah. All right. That's actually, that's not bad. No. I would watch that. It's really contrived sequel, but <laughs> we're jumping through a lot of hoops to make that happen. All right. And then finally, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, but it crosses over with Scott Pilgrim. Michael Sarah still plays both characters. Maybe we even do more of an Eddie Murphy thing, and he just plays all the characters this time around. <laughs> <laughs> He plays Nora. He plays the playlist. He <laughs> plays everybody in the in the Scott Pilgrim band, including the instruments. It's it's, it's Michael Sarah's one man show. Michael Sarah's one man show. Exactly. It's a stage play as well. <laughs> if we were doing it more a little bit like less campy, it's still a crossover. But instead of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, where they were obsessed with like who's Fluffy or where's Fluffy, I think was the name of the band. They're obsessed with yeah. Sex Bob. Yeah. I think either one works, I right? Like I think they're both viable blockbuster hits. Mm, let's let's let me make the business decisions. <laughs> so they're both blockbuster hits. We sell them next week to Netflix. Yes. All right, we're in. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the Pitch for Pitch podcast. Remember, subscribe on iTunes, like, review, all of that. Check us out on Patreon. I'll put the link down below. It is patreon.com slash professionalentropy, which is the name of our company. We haven't said that at all, but that is professional entropy. That's Pitch for Pitch. We're very good at this. Exactly. That's Pitch for Pitch and all of our other podcasts. If you give a, a, just a few bucks on, on uh, not on iTunes, on Patreon, you get all these shows for free. And you get them early, and you get bonus content that includes extra shows, that includes new shows. There are tons of other tiers about maybe talking to us. There's a tier in there where you get to pitch us podcasts, and we have to use it on here. So your pitch is guaranteed to appear on here. So you can think of the most wacky thing, and we will use it. If you do not want to support that way, you can find us over on professionalentropy.com. We have a whole contact us form where you can pitch new ideas to us through there. We have our group on Facebook. We have us on iTunes. Just tell us your suggestions and we'll use them on here. We have tons of fun ideas coming up of our own. We have tons of fun ideas from other fans and friends. So don't be afraid to shout us out and tell us what you think. John, you got anything to add? Please leave five-star reviews. <laughs> like I know I know you probably hear it all the time, but five-star reviews 
are infinitely better than four star reviews. They really, they really are. Reviews. Yeah. So, so like over there, I am at Resident Steve on Twitter. John Oprah is at Mr. Oprah. At Mr. Oprah, that is without an H, right? Without an H. Yeah. So it's H's it's are evil. M I S T E R O P R A. Correct. All right. So at Mr. Oprah, and then we are at P E Productions on Twitter. Correct. All right. In at Pitch for Pitch Podcast. Yes. All right. <laughs> So there you go. And also we have our email for Pitch for Pitch, which is pitchforpitchpodcast at At gmail.com. So hit us up over there. Let us know what you want to hear next. Thank you for listening.